everybody, welcome back to Getting Skin Timid with Faceplant Aesthetics. My name is Lauren, your host of Getting Skin Timid, and today I'm going to answer your most asked questions. So I actually think I'm going to divide this into two parts. Part one today, duh, um, is going to be like business, administrative, content creation, going solo, those kinds of questions. And then next week will be more about like the skin, products, all that jazz. So I have a note here and a couple screenshots of my most asked questions. So I'm just going to kind of go through those and um, we're just going to answer them candidly and go from there. So first and foremost, how do I make my infographics? Canva, specifically Canva Pro. I have the app on my phone and on my iPad. I pretty much only use it on my phone though. And um, play around with it to find templates, fonts, illustrations, whatever. Helps a ton. Love Canva. How do I get like my cute little illustrations and uh, cartoonized product photos? I have two different graphic designers that I use that are both so amazing and um i just hire them out um just tell them kind of what i'm thinking and they do it um, and i pay them for it and one of them actually designed the cover art for this podcast she's amazing but yeah planning my feed i use a feed planning app the one i use is unum unum i don't even know u-n-u-m it's like black and white but there's tons of apps like that and i plan out my feed sorry if you hear my dogs barking like two-ish weeks in advance give or take if I just decided to change things around. How do I make my reels? So my process for the most part is that I will just kind of go, what is it? The like reels explore page or whatever on Instagram. And I'll just save a bunch of sounds that I like that I think I could use potentially in a reel. Then when I have time, usually it's like during a lunch break or whatever. I will just batch shoot and then... Uh, from there, I have the draft saved, and then I can go in and add any of the captions or the text or figure out how I want to relate it to my feed, and then it gets kind of planned into my feed. So that's how I do that. How to get photos. <laughs> Sorry. Um, how to get photos, like before and after photos. So I do it two different ways. Um, the first one is a couple times a month I do like story giveaways where I um, offer like product or whatever in exchange for clients sending me um, before, after, and progress photos. And um, in the story that I post when I say, you know, I'm doing this giveaway, uh, I just say like you must be okay with the potential of your photos being shared. And usually I always double check in that case anyway. Um, but that's one way I do it. And the other is on my client intake form. I ask clients if they are okay with uh, photos being taken, photos and videos actually, being taken and shared on social media channels. And the answers are yes, no, or yes, but block out eyes. And then when they sign the bottom of their intake form, like for all their medical info and all that jazz, um, they're also assigning agreement to um, that question as well. So then if I um, th- know I want to get content one day and maybe I'm doing, um, let's say, a chemical peel, for example, then I look on that client's file, like, are they okay with the content being taken and shared? Oh, they are? Cool. So then I'll know to get my, like, tripod out um, as an example. So that's kind of how I do that. Okay, um, let's go how to get a medical director. Ask other solo estheticians in your area. That is the 
top thing because either they'll have medical directors of their own that they can refer you to. Um, one thing to know is that if from personal experience, a lot of medical directors for solo estheticians, at least in my area in Utah, will only take on a couple solo estheticians at a time. So if um, an esthetician replies to you and says, sorry, uh, she's not taking anybody new, that's probably why um, she or he, sorry, <laughs> medical director, um, that's probably why. And um, another way I know a lot of estheticians in other states do it is, and have done it, and the anxiety in me could never, um, is they've gone and just asked doctors or plastic surgeons or nurse practitioners, like, hey, I'm looking for a medical director. Um let's talk details. Do you think like you could do this for me? Drop a contract, sign the contract, um, probably most likely compensate them, stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of the info there. Okay. Steps for going solo. Okay. Um, off the top of my head, steps for going solo, have insurance, uh, for sure. Liability insurance, insurance for, like your all of your equipment and all that that's so important make sure you're protecting your investment um register city state and federally um have an llc that helps i um have an llc and then also um have um a separate bank account for your business where money you know comes in and out of um don't mix it in with your personal bank account um and then keep track of how you're going to um, do your expenses or your finances for your business. So like whether that's QuickBooks or you have a CPA or I use a Google spreadsheet currently where I record everything on the daily. And then um, I send all that info to my CPA for like tax purposes and stuff. Um, I would suggest keeping track of it daily if you can, if not weekly. Um, again, QuickBooks I know is another great option just because... Um, that way you don't go get overwhelmed um, with keeping track of that info. And then um, figure out what services you want to offer, um, what your current clientele or potential clientele um, could look like and as far as like demographic, what they're wanting um, treatment-wise, do comparison shopping to other solo people in the area, seeing kind of what they're performing, what their pricing looks like what brands they're offering, what demand they seem to be in for um, from their clients. Um, that helps a ton figuring out what to expect to invest. Come up with a clear business goal and um, ideas, you know, manifest that, <laughs> that stuff. Um, that helps a ton. Um, trying to think of what else. Talk with your brands and your brand reps. Um, become familiar with them and the people who are there to help you out and support you. Ask a bunch of questions. I probably bother. Oh, I know I bother, but also I don't care. My my brand reps, my um, reps for like my equipment that I use, like my um, microneedle pen and all that. Like I ask a bunch of questions and I always do just because um, first of all, you learn a lot that way and just you want to know the ins and outs of everything that you're doing. Also, pro support helps a ton, um, like for the brands you're using and carrying, um, whether to get product knowledge or maybe you're like, hey, like, um, I have a client that's asking this question. I really don't know the answer to it. Can you help me out? Pro support is awesome. Don't be afraid to email pro support for the brands you carry. How much to invest going solo? Mm, I have a hard time answering this because I really think it's a case by case. <laughs> 
uh, scenario, just because it depends on where you're at, what your demographic is, what your market looks like, what treatments you're wanting to offer, what equipment you're wanting to use, uh, what rent looks like for you. From personal experience, I can I know for a fact it was within the first three months, but I can't say if it was the full three months or how soon it was, but I know I invested within the first three months $12,000 out of my, my husband's um, savings account. And that had, I think, like three months worth of rent that paid for uh, different machines and stuff, equipment, disposables, insurance, uh, registering again as a business, um, city, state, and federally, um, back bar, retail, literally all of that. So that's personally kind of how I did it. But definitely what I would recommend for that is, again, um, look your demographic, your market, um, write it all down and think of what is a decent and realistic budget for you um, and roll with it. <laughs> um, roll with it. How do you pick the brands you use? So um, Glymed we use in our master's portion at the school I went to. And they're a great brand. They have so many products. Um, and they offer so much continued education. That's one of the biggest things I look for in a brand is what does their continued education look like? Um, so that's a huge thing. Um, face reality. I knew I wanted it because it helped my own skin and my acne journey. So I knew right away I wanted to get that one, um, by the time I graduated and I did. And then skin better played around with a couple products towards the end of my schooling and was obsessed because <laughs> it's the best. So that's kind of how I did that, but definitely the continued education and also, um, how do they treat me as, um, a pro with them? Um, again, pro support. Okay. Let's see what's next. How to build a clientele. Um, definitely Instagram has been the biggest thing for me personally. Um, with that, being present on stories, have interactive stories, whether polls or Q&As or whatever. Those help a ton. Be present on your feed. Um, posting pretty frequently. I know for a while I was posting once or even twice a day. I know I've cut back to only a couple times a week just because at least for the next little while I'm just trying to mentally gather myself. Um, but that helps a ton. Um, having new client specials or irresistible offers, that helps a ton. Client referrals, have a referral program. That's the biggest thing is word of mouth. Oh my goodness, word of mouth. Love that. And I love all my clients who have sent me other clients. Uh, it's literally the best. And then, um, also, in your area, if there are influencers or micro-influencers, reach out to them. Also, I've had, and I, like, I have some that reach out to me <laughs> um, sometimes, but that helps. I would say, honestly, as far as growing clientele-wise, micro-influencers are the way to go. Bigger influencers can help you grow your following, but not necessarily clientele, from personal experience. Um and I've kind kind of cut back on that a ton just because I have my clientele I want. I have the micro-influencers, influencers I work with that are clients of mine that I love. And um, yeah, that helps a ton. Okay, how to choose a protocol. I'm going to explain this as both like a home care regimen protocol and then treatment protocol. First and foremost, with home care, no products, no ingredients, no formulations, Product knowledge is huge. 
um, knowing how different ingredients and products can benefit different skin types and concerns and whatnot. Um, that's important. Um, definitely the biggest thing I think with coming up with a home care regimen protocol is actually asking your client what their budget is. That should be a question you're asking your client. Um, you should be asking them what their budget is, both with home care and even with um, what they are um, able to do treatment-wise, whether it's monthly or whatever, but always prioritize getting a home care regimen first. Then as far as um, choosing protocols for treatments, most brands like Glymed, Face Reality, and Skin Better, for example, the ones I carry, have protocols they've already kind of created for certain products and treatments that they offer. Um, and you can usually easily tweak them a little bit, maybe add some different things, take away some things, add modalities, whatever. Um, another thing that I like to think of, again, is my client and my um, my area. And um, I put myself in my client's shoes and I think, okay, if I was the client and I wanted a treatment for, you know, acne or whatever, and I wanted to do acne boot camp, what would I think would be worth the investment in doing acne boot camp treatment wise? Like, what would I be looking for? So stuff like that. Um, put yourself in your client's shoes and think of what you can offer them without obviously breaking your bank as a business. So that's huge. How to learn ingredients and formulations. Um, use your textbook. Refer to that a lot. Uh, YouTube is good. Podcasts are amazing. Um, Miladies has a dictionary um, for skincare ingredients. That's also good to refer to. Love that. Books. Um, Instagram. I love a bunch of Instagram pages that are educational, just not just for ingredients and formulations, um, but for like debunking beauty myths and all that. And actually, I, I have them written down because I wanted to share them. Um, so we have Debunk Beauty. Love it. Lab Muffin Beauty Science, Super Educational, Science Becomes Her, The Eco Well, The Melanin Chemist, Skin Masterclass, then a couple others I like for like health and wellness and how they can even affect the body and the skin are The Glucose Goddess, Life as Jen with two N's and Simple Soul AZ, I believe is um, that account name. Um, that, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name, sorry. Um, but she um, does the epigenetic hair analysis, which is awesome. Um, but those are all um, other ways that um, you can learn more info regarding that. Um, continue education. Webinars are amazing. Again, hopefully the brands that you are using and carrying have uh, continue education resources. And so just honestly, the more you immerse yourself in all of this, the more you'll learn. Um, prioritize continue education. I like to do Every Monday, a few hours of continued education, whether that be a webinar or reading a book or doing whatever. Um, and then on the daily, I like either will listen to at least a podcast or something. Um, so definitely immerse yourself in it. Okay. Nervous going solo and building clientele in area with lots of SDs. Um, I mean, I was too and I still like have my moments even where I might compare myself even. Um... <laughs> If this is something that you've thought out well, you've written down maybe pros and cons, you've written down your game plan for it all, and you know you can be a solo SD because you know your skill set, do it. Eventually, um, success will come, however you measure success. Um, but you can do it. I'm rooting for you. How to mix skincare lines. Again, no products, ingredients, formulations, what benefits the clients and their skin. Uh, and their budgets. 
Um, sometimes I'll make skincare lines often if I know certain products are going to be most beneficial. Um, but their budget doesn't allow for every single product, then I'll just um, offer more affordable versions for some of those. So that's how I do that. Um, let's see what else. Um, I just passed it and then I lost it. Sorry. How to handle the bad days, um, rough days. Feel your feelings. They're completely valid. Um, maybe write down, uh, try to figure out what is it that made you feel that way. Personally, I cry. Um, I cry at everything, happy, sad, frustrated, whatever. I'm always crying. Um, but feel your feelings and then build from there. Figure out what you can do to act upon them. So for me, for example, if I have a day that I'm, I just feel off as an esthetician, and I think other estheticians can relate, where you might just feel off and you're like, I'm not, for some reason, I just feel like I'm not doing my best with my services today. Um, recognize you're feeling that way. And then maybe, maybe it's not even that it's actually you're giving bad service. Maybe it's just a mental thing going on. Um, so figuring out that. How to deal with, wait, sorry. I like totally just blanked again. Okay. How to deal with comparison with other SDs. Um, uh, there's a couple things that go in with this. First of all, if you are on social media and you are following other SDs and you find yourself comparing yourself a ton with them, honestly, unfollow them. And not saying that they're bad influences or anything. It's just maybe, again, if your mental health is um, being compromised from following someone because you're comparing yourself to them, and this is not just in aesthetics. This is, I'm going to say, just in general, okay? Unfollow that person. It does not mean you hate them. It does not mean that you have ill will towards them or whatever. It just might be, again, just for the sake of your mental health, and that's totally fine. Um, another thing you can do if you don't want to unfollow them, um, but maybe seeing their posts and their stories always up on your feed, it makes it more um, susceptible for you to compare yourself, mute them. Honestly, I've done it and I still do it. Um, and that doesn't mean I don't dislike the person or the business, um, and don't want to support them. It just means maybe I just find myself comparing myself to them a ton. So then I'll just mute them. Um, and I'll notice that honestly, I feel better. Um, and then just exit out of the app, um, go on a walk, read a book, whatever. Comparison is definitely the thief of joy. Also know that there's only one you as an esthetician, as a person, remind yourself of that. Um, uh, and I'm sure other beauty professionals especially can relate. Um, you'll have clients that come into your room who have gone to so many other people. They comparison shop. They are just trying to find somebody they vibe with and that's fine. Um, that happens and it's okay that that happens. You're not going to be for everybody and nor is everybody going to be for you. Um, that's a great thing about being a solo esthetician is you can choose how much of a clientele you build and you can choose who you build as a clientele honestly but um definitely uh, mute unfollow whatever you have to do protect your mental health um how do you manage clients that are non-compliant <laughs> fire them um 
oh, that's a hard thing. Here's the thing with, um, and this can be non-compliance with, you know, cancellation policies, non-compliance with you're educating them, you're giving them. Literally, you are putting in all of the work 110% on your end as the esthetician, as a professional, and you know that if the client was following your exact um, instructions, they would be getting the results they want, but they're not. It's honestly not worth the stress uh, they expense having that client. Um, so maybe just say, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm not the fit for you, um, but uh, refer them out to somebody else, and that's totally fine too. Um, if that happens... Um, you want to make sure, again, you have the ability to choose your clientele, to build your clientele. Sorry if you hear my stomach. I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> you have that ability and don't don't sweat it. Um, you do not want to be compromising yourself as a professional and as a person uh, to be taking on everybody. And also, you physically can't even do that. So, that's fine. How to deal with imposter syndrome. Again, recognize your feelings. The thing that helps me the most with imposter syndrome is just uh, putting my phone down and then like reading a skincare book. Because when I like review something aesthetics and skincare related, then I'm just reminded like I know what I'm doing and what I'm talking about and why am I feeling that way basically. So that's how I deal with that, honestly. Um, okay, I think I'm down to the last question on this list. I think so. How to manage your own schedule. How to always accept new clients. Okay. Honestly, it's easier to show it than to explain it. I'm going to do my best. Um, not the best with my words. Um, with explaining things sometimes. But managing a schedule is, again, first of all, you decide how often, how little you're going to work. How many people you're going to take on. Whatever. And you just manage it from there. Um... I know some estheticians will delegate even certain days of the week for only certain services. Like maybe Wednesday is just for consultations or whatever. Um, Stuff like that. As far as always accepting new clients, that's again managing your schedule. Um, And also it depends on the services you're offering too. There's only so much time in the day. Um, Whereas I refer... or I, I literally my mind. Whereas I specialize, that's what I was looking for, in skin revision. Um, treatments may not be like, you know, full hour, hour and a half facial. Um, so I can fit more people in that, um, in a day. So yeah, it's all about kind of figuring it out and it just comes with just doing it, honestly. <laughs> um, okay. I think making sure scrolling through yeah that's all the questions I get for the most part my most asked as um, far as business and going slow and everything goes um, if you want any further explanation on anything that I talked about feel free to dm me my dms are always open I try to be as accessible as possible um, to answering any questions um, other than that I will Uh, Talk to you guys next week where I'll answer your most asked skin related questions. Have a good one.